a mental health journey.com. Hi guys, welcome back to the Mental Health Journey podcast with me, Connor Stone. I hope you're all keeping well and having good weeks and all that stuff. And I hope you're nice and warm indoors somewhere or you have a nice uh, dry day to listen to this podcast because right now as I record and as my guest sits here, the rain is pelting down, the wind is beating the window. So I hope you find that comforting wherever you are rather than being put off by it. So today, in, in the last few episodes, I've kind of talked about some of the pillars of good mental health. And last episode, we dug into mindfulness as, as one of the pillars, that kind of stress relieving pillar. But one that I probably haven't talked about enough on my podcast, on my blog, on social media has been nutrition and where nutrition fits into the world of mental health. It's something that I think is often overlooked. It's something that I've done some research into, but I wanted to get someone on who works in this space, who can give a little bit more background, a little bit more insight into that intersection between our nutrition and our mental health. And I'm delighted to welcome Margaret O'Brien or Mangs that I'll be calling her on this podcast, nutrition lifestyle coach and the founder of Balance My Life. Mags, how are you today? Great, yeah, I'm delighted to be here, Connor. Yeah, um, uh, well, a nice rainy day here in Dublin also, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're about hoping for better weather on the weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, we'll be able to get out and run and cycle and all those good things. Exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> but Mags, listen, I, I, I wanted to get you on just because, as I said there in the intro, you know, I feel a lot of people don't understand that connection between nutrition and mental health a lot of the time. Um, and I'd like I'd like to dig into that today with you. But to begin with, it would be great to just hear a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your background and how you actually became uh, a nutrition lifestyle coach. Yeah, well, I suppose I I started out life in my early 20s as a, a fitness instructor, as we called them then, you know, fitness coach mm-hmm. in a, a group of squash clubs here in Dublin. And it was primarily really for, you know, exercise and health and fitness. There was very little around nutrition. And it's funny because I was thinking about that myself, like even the training then, like I'm talking about 25, 30 years ago, there's very little around nutrition. But I suppose people had healthier diets then, so there wasn't such a need for it. Mm. And then I worked there for many years and then the actual the group I worked for, it, it actually closed and I went off traveling. And then I retrained as an accountant, which is total pillar opposites. <laughs> but I've always been in this, you know, health and wellness sphere and, you know, I'm fairly active and, you know, involved in different kind of projects. But then in 2017, I retrained again. And I, I liked the idea of nutrition and, like, and coaching because, you know, I find like, like just telling people what to do and most of us know what we should be doing, but it doesn't equate to change in habit of lifestyle, diet and lifestyle. So I think it's really, really important. And when I was retraining myself, I realized there was big gaps in my own knowledge around nutrition. And purely because back then it, it probably wasn't as important as it is now to know, to have that knowledge. And I never really thought too much about nutrition and mental health. So well, like when I was training and I realized that like, if, if we think about why we eat in the first place, like we eat, you know, with carbohydrates, proteins, fats, micronutrients, with, um, or macronutrients and micronutrients, vitamins and minerals. And we need to extract the energy and the vitamins from all of these, from the foods we eat, you know, for major functions in the body. But like it's not just the organs in the body below the neck it's also in the brain 
And the way I equate to myself first was that like if I didn't eat properly, I didn't feel good and kind of a little bit anxious maybe or just an underlying kind of anxiety. But then when through my training realized, well, there's a huge amount of vitamins in our body, like and particularly B vitamins and stress can deplete them. Alcohol can deplete those B vitamins. And if you're not, if, if you're not eating a wide variety of food to get them in the first place, well then, you know, you're going to be starting with an empty tank. And then that can compound the feeling of anxiety and um, stress. And there's a huge amount of research being done at the moment. It's just, there's an explosion of research around, particularly, are you familiar with the, the, the microbiome, the gut? Yeah, yeah. This whole area, like, and even in here in, in Cork, there's the microbiome research center, like the last 14 years, they've been recording how food we eat impacts, you know, our, you know, our mental health and well-being. And like bacteria living in the gut, um, you know, can influence our brains. And it's hugely, hugely, um, um, it's, it's really exciting area of um, research because mm. prior to that, you know, it was kind of looked at the, the, from the neck up was separate, the brain was totally separate from um, the rest of the body. But now it's, the research has shown that it's not, you know, and they actually co- coined this term psychobiotics. And that's, you know, the bacteria that we have living in the gut actually directly mm-hmm. the brain, you know, so it's, but basically it all goes down to gut health. Like the whole digestive system is, you know, the food we come in, eat in, you know, goes down to our digestive system. We extract the nutrients from it, the energy from it. And really, if we don't have, like if we're not eating a wide variety of foods, we can't, you know, we just can't be physically and mentally yeah. healthy. And I don't, I mean, I'm sure you probably, you know, you, you yourself, like you, if you're, if you don't eat properly, you know. Oh you yeah. I, you know? I, I think a lot of us, when you listen to this stuff, I feel a lot of us will connect with it just from our own experiences. Like, you know, yeah. if I don't eat well, if I don't, if I skip a meal, anything like that, I, I feel, you know, whether it's it's cranky or hangry or any of these kind of coined terms and stuff, but there is actually like, chem, like chemically, there is something going on in your totally, body yeah. when that happens. And um, well, the I neurotransmitters think that we make, like neurotransmitters in our brain, like dopamine, serotonin, GABA, and melatonin, like all of these, like 90, 80 to 90% of these are made in the gut. Yeah, you know, and it's now it's, it's through all this research now it's it's um that it, like we, prior to this people said well it, it doesn't matter if it's made in the gut because it can't access the brain you know because we have this yeah. good brain now with all this research it's showing that well actually through this vagus nerve that we have that vagus nerve is yeah. connected to the gut so this all this serotonin GABA and serotonin again that relates to our sleep yeah yeah you know, so it's all it's all kind of the connection is there it's funny as well because. For people who don't know, so um, a lot of antidepressants are SSRIs, which essentially is a, is a serotonin supplement. But what you, yeah. you you sent me before this is, you know, about 95% of our serotonin is produced in our uh, gastrointestinal tract, which is madness. And I remember when I was um, when I was going through my toughest time with depression, I started to look into this kind of psychobiotic side of things and, yeah. and how like, you know, increasing the intake of like probiotics and yogurts and stuff like that um, can actually have a big impact. So it would be interesting to hear from from your perspective, talking about good health and how it can impact, you know, things like those chemicals like serotonin, melatonin, those things that make us happy, make us sleep better, all of those different things. What would you recommend to someone as a, as a kind of practical way to, to improve your good health? 
Well, I always start, you know, and, and if I may, just for, for one minute, like, you know, the, the basics of nutrition, you really got to understand, you know, we've got, and particularly around carbohydrates. Yeah. Because when you don't understand carbohydrates, it's very difficult to make any sort of, a, to, you know, reach your health goals, whether it be for sport, because medically you need to change your diet, or for weight loss, because it's just the way you need in your body. And like, for most people, like if I say to you, like typically, what would you say is a carbohydrate? What would you typically say? Or You know, pasta, rice, that, that kind of thing. But like carbohydrates are all of that, but they're your fruit, your vegetables, your goods, like it's all of that. And they're all carbohydrates. And like the carbohydrates break down, like it's the main source of energy for the body. You know, they convert to glucose, sugar, the starch from the carbohydrate, but the fiber doesn't. So I always, like every session I would do, I'd always say, just get the basics that you understand carbohydrates, fats, proteins, you know, and the vitamins and the minerals, and then move on even before you start looking at probiotics, because when you move on to probiotics, like the pro a probiotic, and really what it's for is to populate your gut with this, with, with a healthy range of different, you know, bacteria. And that starts at birth, you know, from the time you're born, you start picking it up from your mother and then through life and, you know, and, you know, from going out playing and all sorts of animals. You, know, you pick up a healthy and you, and it trains your immune system also. So when you, if you have a healthy, um, diverse range of bacteria in your gut, but then you have to feed it. You have to feed that bacteria. And that's where you go back when you're talking about your carbohydrate, fiber feeds that bacteria. Okay. You know, so that's where it comes in. And then butyric acid is made, you know, in the gut and fiber with um, bacteria make this and that lines your whole digestive tract. That really can prevent from cancers. And plus also through the vagus nerve, and they're saying that this, um, the like neurotransmitters that's also made in the gut from the bacteria also. Like, and this is what's going, you know, feeding your body and your brain. It's not all for the brain, but it's actually feeding the brain. And then melatonin is also made from the bacteria in the gut. And that's also, so it's it really, you've got to just keep your gut healthy and it's not like it's not about running out and buying probiotics it's about looking at your diet and looking at your diet first and getting it from your diet like you know we can get all the, the vitamins minerals and nutrients from a diet if we eat a broad range of foods and understand yeah. you know and then maybe after that if you need to go and you know like buying put buying probiotics and having probiotics having a very unhealthy diet it's not going to work because you have to feed them with yeah. nutrition you know what i mean yeah 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 it's it's actually it's funny because like we talked i when when i was talking about the kind of pillars of mental health i was like you know you need to get your sleep right your nutrition right you need to exercise you need to have some sort of gap from stress at times during your week and that kind of thing and if you don't have that you know if you're sleeping for two hours a day and you meditate then for like three hours the next day it's not gonna help like it's not gonna no. make you feel better because you didn't get any sleep um, and it's probably the same then when you look at it in terms of each of these pillars, it's like, okay, well, you know, before you go and you take any supplements or anything like that, look to ways you can naturally bring it into your diet. Yeah, and actually just, just, just looking at the, um, the fiber side of it. So feeding the gut with fiber, what, yeah. what are kind of good natural sources of fiber that would be easily accessible for people? Well, do you know, if you eat like there's, there's many different types of fiber, but if you eat a broad range of fruits and vegetables and whole grains and nuts, you're going to naturally get the fiber. Like if you're eating a, a an apple, eat, eat the apple with the skin on it because the fiber is going to be in the skin, you know, eat, yeah. and like you've no problem getting the fiber in your diet. 
but but that's where like I always say you know it, it's fine knowing all that but it's it can be very overwhelming so break it down and say you know look and think okay let's just start with my breakfast maybe and get a couple of grams of fiber change my white bread to my brown bread you know yeah. you got to be very careful with fiber because if you have a, if you're if you're eating a diet at the moment that's very as in say kind of beige looking you know that you don't have a lot of color and vegetables and fruits and you know we're eating white breads white pasta introduce fiber slowly because if you don't if you have too, too much fiber, it'll, it'll, it'll cause constipation in your gut you know yeah. so you that's why you have to kind of just be careful when you're making changes just go slowly educate yourself mm. around what you need to do first and then make very small changes yeah yeah it's about incremental changes isn't it like i i know that you know you're not someone who who puts people onto diet plans or anything no, like that no. it's all about you know no. little little improvements over a longer period of time yeah, no, totally, because I, I realized myself, like, those gaps I had, like, I didn't understand blood sugar balancing nearly to, you know, I'm back in 2007, you really understand it, and, like, if you don't have to, if you don't balance your blood sugar levels and cause a whole host of disease in your body, including type 2 diabetes, and, you know, we all know the impacts that those diseases can cause, and, like, and that's all the carbohydrates you're eating, you know, and that's why we hear all this, like, oh, cut out the carbs, and, but that's not, you know, you don't cut out the carbs. Like if you cut out the carbs, you've nothing left to eat, really, have you? You know, yeah. all your. Yeah. And I think what, when people say that, what they really mean is cut out the starchy carbs, like the white pasta and so forth. And it's not even about cutting them out; it's just understanding them and mixing them. Make sure you get the right mix and variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really have a problem, you know, getting all the nutrients and all the fiber you need. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. And then another. So I, I think. I think with gut health, it's just one that um, I think people can can look into look look into a little bit more. There's there's lots of like podcasts and resources and stuff. Oh, we might yeah. we might share we might share yeah. some things with people. And it's just one of those where if you didn't really realize the impact that your gut can have on your mental health, we can kind of point them in the right direction. And as we said, Max, you know we're not saying to anyone to make any drastic changes we're not uh, if you know don't take you know don't take supplements without looking into it and seeking some medical advice and stuff like that we're just saying you know maybe this is an avenue that you haven't looked at that could you know be uh, be something that makes you feel that little bit better and, and that could just be exactly what you need in that moment yeah like and, and even like all the, the the latest research like they're saying you know um like for a holistic management of leading depressive dis disorders and our illnesses you know like we should be focusing on diet and exercise as well you know it's a whole holistic approach but you know if you think about it like we eat food to stay alive and you know every function like and we can associate it with you know you know our poor heart condition if we don't eat properly but poor brain condition if we don't eat properly you know it's it's an yeah. organ major organ in our body that needs the same nourishment as every other organ yeah yeah and then another another area then um that obviously it's tied into this you know a good a good diet will impact all of these different things but just obviously a big thing in terms of um for me anyway with, with my experience of depression was just a lack lack of energy um you know real energy deficit um obviously a lot of that probably chemically related in in, in some ways with you know reduced melatonin reduced serotonin that kind of thing but um just in terms of getting that right amount of sustained energy in the day rather than I know a lot of people kind of like tire themselves out then they take a hit of caffeine and then they you know move forward with yeah. the day but, yeah. but 
what what are the type of foods we need to get into us to kind of have just that more sustained steady energy that allows us to wake up at a good time and go to sleep at a good time and, and kind of be some way productive during the day yeah and that's uh, again and it is all interconnected if you like we we all work off every animal and plant and we all work off this 24-hour hour circadian rhythm you know mm. and it's kind of i suppose really dictated by night and day and our environment we've like the two hormones there that work in opposite each other we don't just briefly won't go too into but we've got melatonin that's released naturally in the evenings that's going to help our sleep and then directly opposite that around say 7 or a.m or 6 37 we have cortisol cortisol is a stimulating hormone melatonin is a relaxing hormone yeah. so our body wants to operate on this 24-hour cycle and if we operate like that i mean we're sleeping we're getting good quality sleep through the night we wake up the next morning but you know there's so many um our lifestyles that can impact that and if we wake up in the morning and we have a um like a breakfast say something like porridge that's a slow release carbohydrate you know it's going to keep your blood sugar balanced all day that's going to help with your mood like if you have something very sugary first thing in the morning what's happening is you're going to get the spike your blood sugar level is going to shoot up and it's going to shoot back down fairly quickly probably within 60 minutes maybe and that's going to make your mood you know it's, it's going to make your fuzzy brain it's going to give you all of the and then what's, what's called blood sugar roller coaster so what's going to happen you're going to crave these simple carbohydrates again and you're going to shoot up and you're going to be on this blood sugar roller coaster all day but if you can stop that with breakfast in the morning now that can be, you know, even like eggs and nice whole grain bread, proteins, fibers, and so forth. And it's giving you this nice slow release of carbohydrates, of glucose. And that's really what you're looking for. So I would always recommend if you're going to make any change, start with breakfast. Yeah. Because you have a really good chance of controlling your 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 blood sugar levels for the day if you start with breakfast. Like if you if you if you start your changes, you know, if you're looking to make lifestyle change and you start with dinner, but you've already gone through the day and you know all over the place yeah. and you're crazy and you might not even make a good choice for dinner because your blood sugar levels are all over the place and that's what i mean like you've got to understand those carbohydrates and balance yeah. them with proteins and essential fats that you're you really feel much better absolutely feel much better yeah because you know, yeah, i know i know like a lot of people skip breakfast and like you know it's it's such a classic term most important meal of the day and like i love breakfast a bit and I remember one time last year um i tried a lot of my friends were doing intermittent fasting and i was like oh i'll give it i'll give it a try so i was like you know didn't eat till i think 12 o'clock eight between like 12 and 8 every day yeah. and for them they they love it for me i just without breakfast i just couldn't i was in no. the worst form yeah. <laughs> i'd been in the years fasting without it being breakfast like you could you know, you could have your breakfast at eight and make sure you're finished eating at eight in the evening. And yeah. that's a really it's a good thing, you know, to give your to give your digestive system a, a break overnight. You know, it is a good idea to, to not keep eating all the time. You need just to give it a break and let it do yeah. its thing. And even at night time then, it's not a good idea to be having your, you know, your digestive system full of food going to bed. You know, because we sleep to repair and, you know, um, rest and repair. And that's our body you know repairs through the night so you don't need to be digesting all this food mm, so yeah. you know but what you're saying is like it might not be the time to do it in the morning and everyone is different like i would always suggest having breakfast but some people i do know people and they don't eat till later in the day and it works for them yeah. you know it's really what works for you but if you're feeling tired and you can't concentrate and it's no point you know you've got to listen to your body your own body and mm. don't do what works yeah. for you but it's funny it's it's like um I I did a podcast on sleep on um, 
with with work uh, a while ago on it's a podcast called sweat and smile and we had a, a psychiatrist on talking to us about sleep and you know we were saying now it's you know we were talking about you know sometimes pe- people have different routines that work for them they yeah. would, like at the moment there's all these like watches and rings and stuff that track your sleep and you're you're getting very analytical whereas there's a big thing that can be said for just a feel like getting to know yourself and how you feel after your sleep so without your watch telling you oh i had a bad sleep last night it's like but i feel refreshed i feel good i got this amount of errors and then for you if, if you feel good and you're feeling you know then maybe that's a good sleep for you and you don't need to look at these kind of outside comparisons um, and it's probably similar as well, Connor. you know those those watches they can be a bit of a stressor yeah. or something they're getting stressed then because they can't sleep and like we talk about cortisol like cortisol is a stimulating hormone when you get stressed so if you wake up through the night and you happen to check this watch and you see you're not getting your deep sleep and you're stressed you have a chance of going back to sleep if you release cortisol so yeah. you do have to be careful you know with these you know kind of yeah i think anything that's too analytical is yeah. like i like to do things by feel even like stuff like calorie counting and stuff like that i don't get too into it just in terms of I know so some people do some people don't but I oh, try yeah. to just do it by feel just because I don't yeah. like so much like my job is very metric driven and stuff like that and I, I just in my own personal life I'd like if my sleep wasn't a metric my you know I know exactly yeah, wasn't okay. a metric. Yeah. otherwise no, you get stressed totally out whatever. no I totally agree with you. just listen to your own body you know and yeah. the, like all the research you read on sleep they always say to you you know going to bed and getting up at the same time is the best single thing you can do because because of this 24-hour circadian yeah. rhythm our body has to operate in, you know? And if you think about it, like even animals, like they're in this whole circadian rhythm and they know when to hunt. They know, you know, and they, they go match by their natural instincts. Mm-hmm. We as humans, I think we override our own natural instincts a lot of the time. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. someone says, well, monitor this with a, with a gadget or something. So, yeah, I, I think I think it's with all with all these things, like I think with any of my podcast, any of your work, it's kind of like we're looking to give some guide, like potential guidance for someone to dig deeper and see and then try some things out potentially and just get a feel for themselves. Does this work for me? Does this work for me? Because, you know, everyone is unique everyone is different so you know it's just about finding yeah. the right balance but hopefully you know you'll learn about maybe someone will learn about good health someone will learn about you know having those kind of slow release carbohydrates getting that energy through the day and then the last thing i want to just on that topic of sleep is, is there some things that um you wouldn't necessarily recommend like as part of your diet whether it's a particular type of food or if it's like a particular time of day that you should probably you know not go to if you're looking to kind of improve your sleep yeah definitely stimulating like coffees and all those um stimulate and alcohol you know the big thing about alcohol is that you know they say you know if you have alcohol oh it helps me to get to sleep but what happens is when the alcohol wears off you're going to waken up and you don't get quality sleep with it so you know it's not mm. alcohol is not it's not a good idea to be having particularly too much alcohol before you go to bed because you will wake up through the night and then you're getting back into your sleep and your sleep is all disrupted. But any sort of, um, but sometimes you have to be careful because if, if you wake through the night and your blood sugar levels can drop, for some people that happens, and then if cortisol is released because of that drop in blood sugar levels, that can stimulate you and that can interfere with your sleep. So sometimes like even prior to going to bed, if this is happening, if you're waking around four o'clock in the morning, just have some small, like a whole grain piece of toast or something, not, yeah. nothing sugary. But like, 
definitely, and you, you kind of touched on intermittent fasting, like, and that, that means just eating really within a period of time. Yeah. So, like, after dinner, just don't have, um, if you don't need it, like, don't, after six, seven o'clock, whatever time your last meal is at. Just park it there. Park it there, yeah, totally, and it's, it's the same for all of us, but again, some individuals, you know, they need something before they go to bed, and if, that, if that's fine, if it's not disrupting your sleep, that's fine too, it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's all connected because, like, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, like, we have two hunger hormones, leptin and ghrelin, and, like, research papers that I've, I've just read one recently, and they were saying that, like, sleep is associated with activating, like, the, um, it, it disrupts the microbiome, you know, the, the, in the gut, and it's yeah. activating the um, uh, stress hormones, cortisol, which, you know, and that increases your appetite for comfort food, but it also impacts, um, the um, leptin, ghrelin. Ghrelin is, you know, your hunger hormone, and then leptin is your satiety, you know, make, makes you realize when you're full. But when this microbiome and the balance is, is not going through, you know, whatever reason, it's like what they do, they use stool, stool samples with, you know, when they're doing the research, and they can see the diverse diversity of the bacteria in your gut, you know, mm. that's what they can check. But like if you're disrupting those, leptin and ghrelin, those hormones, well, that's not good either because you want, when you eat food, to be told, your brain to be told that you're full yeah. and then you're hungry. So it's all of this chemical balance that's going on with everything that we, mm. you know, we don't feel, we don't understand, but that's, yeah. the, you know. Yeah, and what you brought up there about alcohol is very interesting. We, we might actually just finish on this point where, so I, I put up a post, um, recently that that got a really big reaction probably because like a lot of people who who would follow the podcast follow the blog would be you know young um uh, young men you know young Irish men like a lot of us you know we love love a drink in our college days and early and, and that kind of thing and i just said that uh i just had this relationship with drink where obviously it's a, like it's a depressant and i yeah. um for days after drinking i would just like it wasn't just a hangover it was it was you know dark dark time for me if i if i pushed it too hard and stuff like that so what really goes on with us within our bodies after we consume kind of like heavy levels of alcohol yeah well i mean like i'm no expert on obviously you know kind of the you know alcohol itself but what i understand and you know from my own research is like when, when you go back to the vitamins and the minerals in your body like say, you know we've got like this b complex group of vitamins mm. And our liver uses a lot of those vitamins to detox, has to detox everything you take in from drugs to food to alcohol. Yeah. And if, if, you, if you're drinking alcohol, it puts more pressure on your liver, obviously, and your liver has to use um, a lot of these vitamins. And that's what I feel personally myself. Like I, I don't get depressed, but I can feel it. It's like an underlying anxiety. So you're using up all these vitamins and plus you're also getting dehydrated. So if you don't replace them, if you're if you're already depleted and you're not replacing, you don't have a healthy diet and you're not active and you're not getting quality sleep, you can see how very quickly, you know, you can really go kind of, and particularly if, if you know, if it impacts you, like you're saying, it impacts you. So you can see because it's going to disrupt your sleep. Sometimes, you know, you're not eating properly. You're already deficient of all of these vitamins and minerals mm. that you need. So you, you really need to be mindful of alcohol yeah like everything else, but, certainly, um, it's, it's, yeah. but it, it's like what we said there it's about getting like i feel like i have a uh, a better relationship with alcohol now and it was true kind of trial and error like i went through a period where 
I didn't drink for four months. Um, and then I went, kind of eased back in and now I'm kind of at a stage where I, I don't drink as much as I used to, even in one sitting, like I'll have a lot less than I used to for the most part. But, and also I only really drink what I'm with people I'm really comfortable with. So whether it's my, my dad, my mom, my brother, my sister, my partner, a few close friends, if they're not there, a lot of the time I'll just opt for either drinking a lot less or I'll have non-alcoholic or, or something like that. Um, yeah. I think as well for people noticing it, like, you know, just, just another thing is, you know, don't be ashamed for not drinking. I think like that culture still yeah. is around a little bit. And for yeah. people who are the person who kind of slags off the person who's having the non-alcoholic, you know, there could be, there could be really genuine reasons why they don't feel like drinking that day. And that's, that's okay. Um, Oh, totally. And I totally agree with you because, like, and also just be mindful, if, you know, if you're having a glass of wine or whatever during that, you know, your body has to detox it. You don't have to be over, you know, kind of thinking yeah. everything. Just be mindful, say, you know, my body has to detox this. So, you know, be mindful the next day even just, you know, take some nice nourishing food in, mm, you mm. know, also. And stress also depletes those same vitamins. Yeah. So you see the person who's stressed and who's, not, you know, we don't have a good, di- you know, a healthy diet and... And, and over-exercising, you know, so if you put the three of those together, like if you think of even over-exercising, you know, if a person goes from doing an over-exercise to running five or 10K, if you think about it, you're you're breaking your body down and your body needs all these, this nourishment to build back. Again. So there's three ways you can deplete all yeah. of these nutrients and if you're not taking them in or you're low to start with. So, you know, it's, it's, it's just really thinking about why we eat, I think, you know, yeah. and what's the purpose really, it's to, you know, fill our body with all this nourishing food and yeah, nutrients. yeah. You don't, you don't want to run out of fuel anyway. That's for sure. No, and, uh, well, it's funny because someone said to me once, you know, if you pulled up, if you pulled up at a, at a petrol station and there's two pumps and one is poor quality fuel and the other is not, you wouldn't put the poor quality one in your car, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's very true. But, you know, yeah. you don't really. Care, so yeah. Yeah. Well, my my, I think that's as as I said, like we don't expect people to come away from this and make drastic changes and like we don't want that at all and we don't want you know don't take this as as gospel or anything like that go off it's just a guidance to say go off and have a look like do some research yeah. into into good health do some research into slow release carbohydrates and your energy do some research into diet and sleep and then also things like alcohol and caffeine things that i've talked about before you know have, have a look into it just see you know what's chemically yeah. going on and that can help you to just understand you know the impact that it has on you and, and how you might be able to make little adjustments that again puts puts your diet on your side puts you in control of your diet and, and yeah. in a way puts you in control of, of how it impacts you and your body then as well um, yeah absolutely and i just add one more thing to that is that you know make make small changes at your own pace you know if you could do something simple like you know turning like for breakfast you have you know two slices of white bread with you know, say you had it with an egg, if you can just turn on two slices of brown bread, just yeah. one change, and if that becomes part of your new routine forever, well, that's that's that's, that's a win. Because yeah. if you think that's a, that's a huge win, and celebrate those little wins because most of us are not all or nothing people. Like, I know personally, it's the way I would be to change everything, and that really works for me when I start that system. And I think, it, from my experience, it works for a lot of people. Like, just yeah. change one thing even change one thing every week and if it's a change a permanent change well then you're it's a winner for you because it's a step you know yeah yeah i think that's that's a good place to to leave it mags and um i just want to say thanks so much for that and 
I'll link in um, you know the balance my life size into the podcast so people can check it out and reach out to you if they have any questions and we might leave some some kind of links to um, to, to various like uh, you know articles or publications that might help people as well yeah but PubMed, is a, PubMed is a fantastic place to go for research okay. because yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean there's, there's thousands already on the on gut health that there and and the good thing about it is like you don't have to read all of these you know research papers they have abstract summaries and stuff yeah so it's great you can just say oh yeah i'm on the right track here and that's what the research is saying you know so yeah, yeah. Perfect. Well, thanks so much, Max. Hopefully, we'll all be we'll we'll be getting that brown bread and eggs and stuff in now over the next few yeah. weeks, and we'll be feeling that a little bit better. Yeah. So, I hope yeah. the weather improves for us. I hope the people listen and have better weather than we do today. And uh, yeah, I just have hope you have a lovely weekend. And, and thanks so much for coming on again, Max. It's it's been a pleasure. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, fantastic. All right, everyone. Thanks thanks so much for joining in. I'll be back again soon, and probably two weeks to talk more about uh, mental health and my mental health journey and things that can maybe help you to make your mental health journey that little bit easier so as always you know like share subscribe review all that good stuff and i will chat to you soon thank you a mental health journey.com